We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spurs Up Show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. Today is Friday, October the 16th, 2020. On today's show, I give my official prediction. Can South Carolina pull off the big home upset as the number 15-ranked Auburn Tigers come to town? I'll lock in my official prediction, break down the game, and lock it in, guys. As Like I said, South Carolina with a massive opportunity looking to pull off the big home upset. And it's all brought to you by our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. Guys, Upstate Movers Group, superior moving service. They bring care and attention other companies can't offer because they're too busy maintaining trucks and profiting off of them instead of focusing on service. That's the difference with Upstate Movers Group, guys. They focus on their service. So they're not a trucking company, by the way. They're a moving services company. They're also employee-owned co-op. Their movers are paid twice the industry average, and everyone on the crew is just as invested in the success of the project as you are. They have dedicated professional crew members. Again, the service is what sets them apart. They have black glove service. They offer end-to-end packing services, custom crating, and packaging for special items and cleaning services as well. They are founded by Greenville Natives and University of South Carolina alumni, they offer 20 years of project management and moving experience. They can offer logistics and solutions that traditional moving companies simply don't have the skills for. Guys, check them out. You can check them out at upstatemoversgroup.com. That's upstatemoversgroup.com. Be sure to tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up show sent you. Again, that's Upstate Movers Group. Check out Upstate Movers Group at upstatemoversgroup.com. The podcast is also brought to you by our friends over at my. Bookie, guys, we're peak sports season, MLB playoffs, college football, NFL, UFC, a little bit of everything going on at my bookie. That can only mean one thing. It is winning season. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means free bets, super contests, survivor, and more at my bookie. Winning season's all about your chance to win big. Guys, like I said, you can bet anything and everything. You can bet the MLB playoffs, UFC, college football, NFL, really anything that's going on, you can place a bet on it. The craziest sports time of your lifetime is here. It's simple. Make your picks, win big, collect your cash, invest in your intuition, select from hundreds of future bets, or you can bet games in real time with MyBookie's live betting. Guys, you're all smart out there. You know who's going to win the football game. Put that big brain of yours to good use. Go to MyBookie.ag. That's MyBookie.ag. Use the promo code GAMECOX and double your first deposit. New players get it to $1,000 in free play. So, guys, what that means if you go to mybookie.ag right now and you put the promo code GAMECOX in, you put in $500, let's say. They're going to match it with a $500 free play, and that free play means you put that $500 on South Carolina to be Auburn. Let's say they lose, God forbid. Hey, guess what? That $500 doesn't come out of your account. But if they win, you get the money. You can, Again, up to $1,000 in free play, so you put in 1000 
they're going to match you with a thousand in free plays. Designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Thousands across sports wagers, props, and parlays await. Sign up now to bet with the best and celebrate your victory. Again, guys, that's mybookie.ag promo code Gamecocks. Mybookie.ag promo code Gamecocks. Your winning season begins today only at mybookie. Let's get it. Guys, I'm Chris Phillips. Here's the Spurs Up show, as always. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Happy Friday, everyone. We finally made it. TGIF made it to the end of the week. And what a week it has been, by the way. It has been a crazy week, a packed week, a lot going on for me personally, a lot going on with the business. And I know uh, some things happening in the college football world with Nick Saban and some games being postponed and stuff like that. But hey, like I said, we made it to Friday. We made it to game day eve. South Carolina taking on the Auburn Tigers tomorrow, the 15th-ranked Auburn Tigers at Williams-Brice Stadium. And South Carolina looks to get, I would say, somewhat of a signature win, really turn around their season and make a statement on national TV, on ESPN. So really looking forward to that game. Also, guys, appreciate you all. Appreciate the love, support, because, again, without you guys' support, none of what has happened this week, which I'm sure you've seen on social media, I'm going to talk about here in just a second, but none of what's happened could happen without you. So, again, appreciate the love, appreciate the support. Hope everybody's having a fantastic week, fantastic Friday as well. Again, TGIF, we made it to the end of the week. Um, yeah, so it's been a great sports week as well. I know the Braves are, when I'm recording this, at least up right now in the series against the Dodgers 2-1, got absolutely murdered Wednesday night. 11 runs, 11 runs in an inning. Like, how does how does that happen back-to-back years, by the way? Because you had that game against the Cardinals where you get – bombarded to start the game and it happens again and I think they scored like seven of the runs with two outs just absolutely crazy but anyways you Braves fans you Atlanta sports fans just hold in there I saw like the Falcons I I, I apologize if you guys wonder why I always bring up Atlanta sports my best friend is a Falcons fan and I, and I pull for the Braves too so that's kind of why I talk about them but either way been a great sports week been a great week overall appreciate you guys tuning in here on a Friday before we get into everything before I give you guys my prediction locking in my official prediction South Carolina Auburn a couple of housekeeping items, as always. First things first, if you have not done so, take five seconds out of your day. Go leave a five-star review, whether you're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, whatever it is, whatever platform you tune in on. Leave five stars. Leave your thoughts, your feedback. If there's things you like, things you don't like, you want to hear more of, less of, that's a great place to do it. I do go through and read the reviews. And like I've told you guys, I really want to hit 500 by end of season. I think we're at like 332 right now. So we're slowly but surely getting there. But again, if you haven't done so, take five seconds out of your day, leave five stars, leave your thoughts, feedback, all that good stuff. Also, if you're tuned in and you're not subscribed, not sure what you're doing, hammer that subscribe button again, wherever you get your podcast, where you can find the Spurs Up show, make sure you hit subscribe. You're going to get the daily notifications when the podcast drops. Also, follow on social media, of course, the Spurs Up show, and hit the subscribe button on YouTube as well. Again, creeping, creeping slowly, but getting there. We're getting closer and closer to that 1,000 subscriber mark, which I really want to hit. And honestly, once we hit it, 
it's going to open up a new realm of possibilities as far as content, because I don't know if you guys knew this. And again, you probably didn't, but YouTube live, once you hit a thousand subs, you can go live from different platforms, if you will. So instead of having to do it on my laptop, I could do it from my GoPro. I could do it from my phone, which is something I, I would like to at least have the capability to do. So again, if you haven't done so, rate, subscribe. For those who have already done so, I truly do appreciate it. Also, I want to give a quick shout out, by the way, to Eric Kimry. Eric Kimry had me. I'm, I'm sure you guys saw it on social media by now, but Eric Kimry had 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 uh, had me on the Fade In podcast. We did it Wednesday night. It was a phenomenal conversation. I joked with him that it it kind of felt good to be on the other side of the mic, you know, because I'm always the one, you know, doing the show or doing the interview, and to be the interviewed, not the interviewer. Felt kind of cool, but I want to give a big shout out to Eric Kimry. Also, Jeff Barnes and uh, Bob Gillespie were awesome. So it was great to meet them and chat ball with them. You know, we got to talk about life, football, business, stuff like social media, stuff like that. It was a lot of fun. So I want to give a big shout out to Eric Kimry. Also, if you're not subscribed, go check out the Fade In podcast. I feel like if you're listening to me, you're probably familiar. I mean, you definitely know who Eric Kimry is, and his podcast is extremely popular amongst Gamecock fans, Gamecock Circle. So be sure to check out the Fade In podcast, but I just want to give a big shout out, Eric Kimry, for giving me the opportunity to come on his show, and I thought it went really well. We had great conversation, and uh, you guys should definitely check it out. Listen to that episode. It actually dropped Thursday afternoon, so phenomenal conversation. Also, really quick reminder, Overtime Bar and Grill Watch Party this Saturday. Same schedule as the last two weeks, obviously, because of the noon kickoff. Doors open at 11, kickoff at noon. I will be going live pregame and postgame on the Daily Crow, so streaming on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, pregame show 11 to 11.30, postgame show immediately following the game. So if you're in the city, obviously it's a home game, but hey, only 20,000 can go in if you don't want to pay for tickets or you couldn't get a ticket, you're in Columbia, you need a spot to watch the game, come on out to Overtime Bar and Grill. The details are on social media, on our graphics. They're on social media, the address. It's literally right down the road from Williams Bryce Stadium. Phenomenal venue, phenomenal service, phenomenal people there. I've had a great time. We've had a blast watching the games there, honestly. So I'm looking forward to tomorrow watching the game there yet again. So come on out again. Overtime Bar Grill. And if you can't, tune into the pregame and postgame show, The Daily Crow, uh, live pregame 11 to 1130, and then postgame immediately following. All right, let's go ahead and dive into this. My prediction, South Carolina Auburn. Before we do, I want to tell you about my friends over at Yardware because today's show is also brought to you by Yardware. Yardware is a veteran-owned and operating company licensed by the University of South Carolina, and they're selling must-have Carolina yard and wall signs. Guys, these signs are made out of 12-gauge laser-cut steel, and they come in both garnet and black. Obviously, football season's in full swing. Christmas, the holidays, right around the corner. You want to get this. Every Gamecock fan needs to have this. Absolutely needs to have one of these signs. It's literally the University of South Carolina Block C Gamecock logo. This thing is absolutely awesome. Um, I'm anxiously awaiting mine in the mail. Going to put it in the studio. Going to look great. But you can put this thing, obviously, in your yard. But you can hang it in your studio. You can hang it in your garage, your man cave, your, your living room, your dining Does not matter. An absolute must-have for any Gamecock fan. And especially, like I said, with the holidays coming up, this is a must-get for any Gamecock fan in your life. Because, listen, I mean, Christmas shopping's tough. You're like, oh, what does this person want? What do I want to get them? Whatever. It's like, make it simple. They're a Gamecock fan. They're going to love this. You can order yours today at YardwareSigns.com. That is YardwareSigns.com. Y-A-R-D-W-A-R-E Signs.com. Again, go check them out, YardwareSigns.com, and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. All right. Let's talk South Carolina Auburn. Let me get, let me lock in my official prediction. And if you did listen to the Fade In podcast, by the way, you already know my prediction. So you're probably like Chris. We've already heard this, but taking a look at this game, South Carolina, massive opportunity. We talked about on yesterday's show the opportunity that presents the Gamecocks. You host 
the 15th ranked Auburn Tigers as they roll to town noon kick. Again, I know it's a noon kick, but you're on national TV, ESPN. What does this South Carolina football team do with the opportunity that's in front of them tomorrow? You know, it's really interesting. If you looked online, if you looked on social media and just people talking about this football game, you would not know South Carolina's the underdog. You know, right now, I think Auburn's still sitting around a three or three and a half point favorite. But I'll tell you guys, I have not seen a single person pick South Carolina to lose this football game. And, and I know, you know, sometimes we over exaggerate things. But no, no, no. I literally have not picked a single person. Both the Saturday down South guys are picking Michael Bracken, Batten, by the way. Michael Bratton, by the way, is picking South Carolina to win 33-20, to which, I mean, sign me up for that right now. College football news has the Gamecocks winning 26-23. to I've seen some others from SEC Network as well that have South Carolina winning the football game. Other people I've talked to have South Carolina winning the football. It's like everybody. Shout out SEC football, too. He is the first person that I think I talked to that is picking Auburn to win. And it's kind of a... It's kind of a love-hate thing with that going into this game for me personally. It's like I hate it because it's like, oh, man, like South Carolina, and I knew coming in this week because of the way Auburn has scuffled, the way they've looked, Gamecocks coming off a big road win against Vandy. Granted, it was Vandy, but still they have positive momentum. They dominated them, whatever. I hate it, though, because, and again, I knew that South Carolina was going to be that trendy, sexy upset pick. But if you think in terms of gambling, like when the public is all going on one side of things, that's when you fade it, right? That's when you pick against it. Because normally the public has no clue what they're talking about, okay? And so, and it's also putting these expectations, it's putting the, you know, like, it's, 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 it's putting the expectation that South Carolina should win the football game. If they don't, it's going to be a massive disappointment, like I said, with everyone picking South Carolina. Now, on the flip side, though, I love it, and I feel like, and I feel like you guys can probably attest to this and, and, and feel this to some degree. When is the last time South Carolina came into a football game like this where, you know, they're taking on a ranked opponent, top 15 opponent, and the Gamecocks were expected to win by the majority of people? Like, there are people out there that believe the Gamecocks are actually going to get the job done. Like, it feels good to be picked to win, right? It feels really, really good. To be field to, you know, people are saying, you know what? They're looking at South Carolina and saying the Gamecocks are going to get the job done in this football game on Saturday. They're going to pull the upset at home. It feels good to have people say that about you, about your team. It feels good. So, anyways, that's been a really interesting thing going throughout this week. Is just that South Carolina really has. I mean, when's the last time they were the, the the trendy, sexy upset pick? Like, I really can't remember. I don't remember the last time this many people were picking South Carolina to win a game of this magnitude. I might add. You know, I don't, I don't remember the last time that was the case. But for my official prediction, I want to lock it in. You know, you take a look at this football game. Like I said, on the Auburn side of things, the 15th best team in the country, and I'm doing air quotes right now as I say that, is Auburn really the 15th best team? You know, the rankings are kind of wacky right now. I mean, UNC is ranked fifth. With all due respect to Mac Brown and, and, and Sam Howell and what they've built there in Chapel Hill, is there anybody that really believes North Carolina is the fifth best team in the nation? Obviously, again, things are out of whack because the Pac-12, the Big Ten, not playing right now, and they're going to start here in a couple weeks. Either way, you got a top 15 opponent coming to your house. Again, it's a noon kick, but it's nationally televised on ESPN. 
people are almost giving you the benefit of the doubt. They're siding with the Gamecocks. They're picking you to get the job done. The stage is set. The stage is set. And I talked about this a lot yesterday. The stage is set for this football team. Okay? It kind of feels like all the stars are sort of aligning. You know, if, if there's an upset you're going to get this year, this one I think is the most likely. Because I talked about this yesterday as well. You take a look at the schedule. This game is as winnable as any you have left. I know LSU's been scuffling and now they're going to have a bye week. But you got to go to Baton Rouge and play them. You got Texas A&M, who who you lost to six years in a row. You've never beaten. At Ole Miss looks more daunting by the week because of their offense. So you got to deal with that. Mizzou at home, obviously extremely winnable, but they just beat LSU. So who knows? Then you got Georgia, which is Georgia, and then at Kentucky, a place you've never played well historically. So this, again, this Auburn opportunity, the opportunity that presents itself, this is as winnable as any game you have left. And, you know, I talked about, in the preseason, the Tennessee game, that was the biggest game of the season because it was going to set the tone. And, you know, I really thought to get to five and five or better, which is my minimum expectation, to get to five and five or better, the Tennessee game, that was one of those swing games you kind of just had to have. You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to get to five wins or more, that's a swing game you need to come out on the right side of. Well, you didn't. You sit right now at one and two. I view this Auburn game a lot like I viewed that Tennessee game. And I obviously I would, would not have been saying that probably in the preseason, but you guys probably remember, even in the preseason, I picked this to be a three-point game. Granted, I picked 16 to 13, and I can tell you guys my, my final score is going to be higher than that. But I picked this to be a close game. You know, I, I knew Auburn had lost a ton on the offensive line. And, I, I you know, I, I thought Bo Nix was a good player, and I still think he is a good player. But I just never viewed Auburn as world beaters. And like I said, at home, it kind of it kind of sets up really nicely for that upset win, if you will. So, you know, I, I take a look at this football game, and again, I view it very similarly to how I viewed the game against Tennessee. It's going to come down to five, four or five, or maybe six plays that determine the outcome of this game. Obviously, Auburn has been scuffling. They're trying to get used to Chad Morris, and Bo Nix has looked like a shell of himself from a year ago. Call it a sophomore slump. Call it learning a new offense. Call it whatever you want. Very realistically, Auburn could be 0-3 right now. Like, there's no question. The way they've played the first three games, you know, I, I know they took care of business against Kentucky, had some favorable calls in that one. They get smacked by Georgia, which, hey, it's Georgia. There's a lot of teams Georgia's going to smack this year, no doubt. That defense is legit. I think Georgia's got the best defense in the country. But they get smacked by Georgia and look really, really poor in doing so. And then last week against Arkansas, probably should have lost. Probably should have lost on that fluky – Last play that they didn't call a fumble, and then you know obviously our, uh, Auburn hits the game-winning field goal. So they literally they could at least be one and two, maybe even zero oh and three. You take a look at the South Carolina side of things. Two really tough games. Your first two, you know, you, you take Tennessee down to the wire, lose that one. You go to Florida, and I thought you battle your defense. Obviously, question marks in the secondary. We all know the missed tackles, but you bet you if nothing else, you battle with Florida. And then you get the much-needed win against Vandy. And I told fans all week, don't overreact to the Vanderbilt win, right? I mean, it's a great win. It's great to see a team go out there in the second half, do what they need to do, establish dominance, impose their will. Because just beating Vandy would not have been enough. You really needed to go out there. And it's like I told you guys going in that game, if you're going to try to justify to me that, hey, you know what? South Carolina just played really two really good teams their first two games. They're actually a really good football team, but they just ran into two really good teams. I was like, well, 
then you need to go play like that at Vandy. You need to go beat the hell out of them because they're not very good. Like they're not on your level. As DJ Swearinger said yesterday in our interview, that's not the standard. Beating Vandy's not the standard. So you got that win the way you should have. But I think the positive momentum, definitely. And again, you don't want to take, again, take too much out of it, but the positive momentum, you know, having something to feel good about, continuing to establish your identity. You know, that's something I told Eric Kimry that, you know, I've been very pleased with the Mike Bobo hire through three games. And I feel like, and again, it's still early, you know, things could change. But I feel like as of right now, going in this game tomorrow against Auburn, it's kind of refreshing and nice to know, or at least for the first time in forever, it truly does feel like we have an identity on offense. Like, I feel like I know what we're going to try to do tomorrow against Auburn. We're going to be stingy in the run game. We're going to use Kevin Harris. He is RB1. We're going to use the run to set up the pass. Like, I at least know that's our goal going in. We want to be physical. We want to win at the point of attack. We want to establish the run, period, point blank. So it feels good knowing that. I love that you have the steady hand of Colin Hill. Whatever you think about him, whatever doesn't matter, who you think should be starting, whatever doesn't matter, the steady hand of Colin Hill. And then defensively, you know, I talked about one of my keys to the game. Not just getting pressure on Bo Nix, but get pressure with four. You're going up against an Auburn offensive line, the weakest point on their football team, I would say, is that offensive line. Had to replace basically every single starter going in this year, and they have not played well. The Auburn offensive line has not played well, period, point blank, bottom line. The thing that scares me in this football game a little bit, and I will say actually continuing on that, um, I like the matchup with South Carolina's front seven, their defensive front against Auburn's offensive front. I think you should be able to cause some havoc. I think you should be able to get in Bo Nix's face, maybe get him rattled. He's a guy, I think he's a gunslinger. I think he's a guy that is willing to let it let it fly, and your secondary might be able to take advantage. Again, I talked about this yesterday. If you can get pressure with four, not have to send, you know, and I, I'm not saying don't blitz. Obviously, I want to see a team that's aggressive, but – if you're able to get pressure with four and not have to send the blitz, you're going to help your secondary. A great pass rush is a secondary's best friend. Now, I will say the thing that concerns me, I won't say scares me, but concerns me in this game, is that if Bo Nix has time to throw and if Auburn is able to establish some semblance of a running game with Tank Bigsby, who I know I'm basically every single Gamecock fan is familiar with Tank Bigsby from uh, the recruiting circuits and stuff like that. If he does get time and he's able to get some help in the run game, Auburn does have weapons outside. You, you look at Seth Williams, which, guys, I talked about this yesterday, but Seth Williams and J.C. Horn going at it one-on-one all day is going to be one of those matchups you need to keep an eye on, big-time NFL type of matchup. You look at Seth Williams. You look at Anthony Schwartz. You look at Eli Stove. There are weapons on this Auburn offense. And so if, if Bo Nix – plays like the Bo Nix we saw last year, if he has time to throw, if they have any semblance of a running game, then that's concerning to me because I like JC, I like Izzy most of the time, but we all know the secondary is still kind of a mystery right now, still kind of an issue. Our guys like Cam Smith, John Dixon, you know, Jamie Robinson's played well, but are, are those guys ready, you know, RJ Roderick, Jalen Dickerson, are those guys ready to hold up their end of the bargain? and play their best football of the season, okay? But when I take a look at this game, getting to the point, when I take a look at this football game, again, it's a massive opportunity. It's a huge – because I really feel like we're at the point right now, your season's going to go one of two directions. 
if you win this game, I, I feel like everything is still on the table for this football team. This can still be a successful season for this football team. You, you beat Auburn, all of a sudden, you get the two and two. You've won back-to-back games. You're traveling to play an LSU team that has looked very beatable. I mean, has gotten beaten, hadn't looked good at all. And all of a sudden, you've got, like I said, positive momentum. You're feeling good. You're rocking and rolling. You've got something you can truly build off of now. Something you can kind of, quote-unquote, hang your hat on. And especially as you move throughout this season. Again, you lost to Tennessee. To get to 5-5 five and five or better, I think you got to steal one. This is, this is that swing game that you got to steal. But if you lose this game, and, I, I mean, listen, I know Auburn's favored, but it almost going in this game feels like South Carolina should win. Like, again, everybody's picking the Gamecocks. Everybody is picking South Carolina. But if you go out in this one tomorrow and you lay an egg and you lose, or if you have some coaching blunders down the stretch that, that cost you, you're sitting at one and three, and you're back to the drawing board, woe is me, and, and you're probably in for what I predicted in the preseason, which is most likely a three and seven type of year. You're probably in for that type of year. With that being said, you know, again, I, I was really nervous throughout this week when I was seeing everyone pick South Carolina to win the football game. Um, because, again, just the pressures that come with it and stuff like that. Again, that was a love-hate thing. Like, I, I loved it on one hand, but hated that. But it made me nervous. It's like, man, like, we're either going to get the job done or this is setting up for us to fall flat on our faces yet again on national TV. I mean, you think about South Carolina's had moments like this game over the Muschamp tenure. And each time it seems like when the lights are shining brightest and there's a major opportunity like this to kind of just break through, the Gamecocks have not always showed up and played their best football. I think back the first one that jumps to my mind, and I hate to even bring back these memories, so I apologize, but 2017 Kentucky. You think of 2018 in the bowl game against Virginia. And I know it's a bowl game, but still. I know there are other games as well that thankfully are not coming to my head because I hate reliving those games. But Will Muschamp teams, it seems, have not always shown up and played their best when the spotlight is brightest. And again, the spotlight is very bright. The stage is set on Saturday. With that being said, I view this game, like I said earlier, very similarly to the Tennessee game. I think Tennessee and Auburn are very comparable as far as how good they are, talent level, stuff like that. You know, in that first game against Tennessee, I thought, you know, looking back on the game now, you know, you had no clue at running back. You had no clue what you were going to get out of Colin Hill. But you fought, you battled, you played them tough toe-to-toe till the end couple things didn't bounce your way. I mean, the pick six, even the ball's deflected, goes right to the guy. End of the game, the, the punt just goes off Cam Smith's leg. I, I mean, some bad luck things, ball didn't bounce your way. And I talked about one of the keys to the game in this one, too, is embrace the moment. Again, stage is set. All eyes are on you. South Carolina, this is your chance. Here you go. Here it is. It's on a silver platter for you. Are you going to take it or are you not? I think you're going to see a South Carolina football team that comes out tomorrow inspired, fired up, playing loose, playing for each other, confident, believing in each other, the staff, believe it or not I'm saying that, the staff, what Bobo is preaching, 
what Muschamp is, is preaching defensively, I think you're going to see a team come out and put together a really, really solid performance. Win or lose, by the way, I'll mention. Win or lose. I, I expect the Gamecocks to show up. I expect the Gamecocks to show up. I think this South Carolina defensive front will be able to get to Bo Nix. And again, I think Bo Nix has shown you a little bit erratic. He's, he's, he's a gunslinger type. He's willing to let that thing fly. And I think South Carolina secondary will be there to make him pay. So I, I think you can disrupt Bo Nix. I expect this Gamecocks defensive front to win that battle at the point of attack. I expect the defensive front to have their way with Auburn offensively. And then on offense, like I said, game one against Tennessee, which is what I'm kind of comparing this game to, you didn't have Kevin Harris's RB1. You had no clue from the running back position. You really didn't have a clue with Colin Hill. You didn't really have a clue at all with this offense. What would it look like? I think now this football team, going into week four, you, again, I, I really do feel like there's a true identity. You're, I expect Kevin Harris to touch the football 20 to 25 times. I expect Shy Smith even to have a bounce-back game from, and I say bounce-back, but you know, statistically have a bounce-back game from Vandy to being the dude this Saturday. And I talked in that first game. I really thought the battle between quarterbacks was going to be a big difference in the game. Like, which guy made fewer mistakes? And I thought in that first game you could get the ball off of Jarrett Garantano, and it didn't happen. You weren't able to. And when I look at this game, Hill versus Knicks, to be honest with you guys, I'm way more confident in Colin Hill in the sense that he's shown he's a field general. Let's get rid of the term game manager, by the way. He's a field general. I expect Colin Hill to be cool, calm, collected. I expect the Gamecocks' offensive line to build off of their performance against Vandy, and they've played solid in the run game for sure the entire season. But I expect them to continue to get better. Can they keep Colin Hill upright when they've got to throw the football? That's a major, major question. But I think they will. I think they'll do just enough. I think Kevin Harris has another big day. Again, I think he's truly establishing himself. I love the way somebody put it. The best running back in the SEC that you've never heard of. I think Colin Hill has a Colin Hill game. I think he'll play efficiently, effectively. He will not throw you out of the football game. And like I said, week one, South Carolina was on the wrong end of a couple of those bounces, and they lost that football game in heartbreaking fashion that first week. You know what? I think South Carolina takes advantage of the opportunity. I think the ball bounces their way this time. I think they're able to get the football off of Bo Nix a few times. And I think Parker White hits a game-winning field goal as the clock expires. I've got South Carolina winning this football game 27-24. to Carolina, again, with a huge top 15 win at home, gets back to 500, and all of your goals are in front of you. Again, what happens after this game? Who knows? Will you be able to take advantage of a win like this, unlike last year when you beat number three Georgia? Who knows? But for this one, tomorrow at Williams-Brice Stadium, I expect it to be a rowdy 20,000 people. Again, I like what I'm seeing from the South Carolina offense. I think there's an identity established. I think South Carolina will win time of possession yet again, which I think will be a huge thing in this game. South Carolina has been fantastic on third down. I think they'll be able to get Auburn off the field. And Auburn giving up 56% conversion on third down. And we talked on fade-in on Eric Kimry's podcast. Jeff Barnes made the great point, which shout out Jeff Barnes. 
He made the great point. It is demoralizing to your opponent when you can run the football effectively. I think South Carolina will be able to run the football effectively. And like I've said many times, doesn't matter how much football changes. One thing remains constant. The team that wins the line of scrimmage is most likely going to win the football game. And I think in this one, in this game tomorrow, South Carolina will win the line of scrimmage and they will win the football game. Again, I've got the Gamecocks 27 to 24. I'm riding with it. 2020 is weird. I'm convinced. You know what? Again, I was a little nervous throughout the week seeing everybody picking South Carolina, but you know what? I just really do believe you stare at this game long enough. You look at it. You try to break it down. You analyze it, the position matchups, the the, the unit matchups, the coaching matchups, everything. I think the stars are just aligned. It, it is it is there for the taking. It is there for the taking. And I think the Gamecocks take it. And I think the, the Gamecocks take advantage. And I think they get a 27-24 to 24 win in this one, beating the number 15 Auburn Tigers. Man, it feels good. That, that felt good. That felt good, okay, to pick South Carolina to beat Auburn. That felt good. So I'm fired up. I'm excited. That's my prediction. I'm locked in. South Carolina 27, Auburn 24 on a last-second Parker White field goal to secure one of the biggest wins in the Will Muschamp era and a much-needed win in year five of his tenure. So, again, that's going to do it for me. South Carolina 27, Auburn 24. Guys, appreciate you all tuning in. Um, Like I said, if you're in the city, if you're tailgating and you don't have tickets, come out to Overtime Bar, watch and grill. Um, Doors open at 11, kickoff at noon. Pre-game, post-game show, all that good stuff. We're going to be there. It's going to be a really, really good time, guys. Again, thank you so much. This has been a fantastic week. So many exciting things, great things. We've got positive momentum as a, as a business, as a brand, as a podcast. Now it's time for Gamecocks football to keep building on their positive momentum and take down the 15th-ranked Auburn Tigers. Guys, as always, I'm Chris Phillips with Spurs Up Show. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Go Cox, beat Auburn, and we'll talk to you on Monday.